Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, I guess I start this one. It's the Growing in Grace podcast with Joel Brzezinski. That's me. And Mike Kapler over there. We do this thing every week at growingingrace.org. Thanks for coming along. You can find our podcast, every single podcast that we've done, approaching close to 700 podcasts, everything at growingingrace.org. Uh, we're also on YouTube. You can find the, uh, the podcast posted there, youtube.com slash graceroots. On Facebook, Find us uh, facebook.com slash graceroots, and I'm at graceroots on Twitter, and I still haven't gotten around to doing some of the other things like Instagram, and somebody had recently suggested that um, we do Spotify, so maybe by the time this is posted, I'll have us on there too, who knows? But anyway, growingingrace.org, that's how you can find everything that we do. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been a good ride, and thanks for your encouragement out there too to we, we, when, when you uh, contact us, email us or, or social media, whatever it is uh, in this day and age of communication, uh, and, and you let us know how much the, the podcasts mean to you and how they've helped you through some different things, that's um, reassuring to us. And uh, we've been able to experience that for many years. You know, before we were doing the podcast, Joel and I were doing uh, radio broadcasting and Christian radio many years ago. And uh, we had the the pleasure, the blessing of, of hearing a lot from our listeners. And um, back then, we got a lot of letters. Remember that box, Joel, that had all the handwritten letters from people oh, in it? Oh, right, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, eventually emails began to, to replace those, I think, but and then we would put them in the same box. But And so we're, we, we've kind of been brought up through that, where people – would communicate to us what the ministry was doing for them. And that's encouraging to us. So it's kind of uh, cyclical here just for us to be able to encourage you and you give it back to us. Let's, let's keep it going because there is so much to learn and grow in when it comes to the love of God for us and how that was demonstrated to us through Jesus Christ. Right. And in, indeed, um, just by the way, um, I just figured it out. Well, see, we record our podcasts several weeks in advance. And so by the time this one posts, we will be on our 14 year anniversary. So, um, but yeah, we do love hearing from people. We do love the feedback we do. Uh, it, it's, it is the body of Christ. We're here to build each other up. It's not just two of us here on a podcast and that's it. Obviously, obviously we're not the final word on anything and it's really neat to um, hear back uh, from other people as well. And it, it, even just, uh, I'd encourage you to share with us your, your journey, just how you, a lot of people get a hold of us with sharing about how they have struggled in legalistic, uh, lifeless church and uh, then they find the grace of God one way or another, whether it's through our podcast or some other teacher or searching the Internet or whatever. And their life just radically changes because they're they're free in the freedom for which Christ has set them free. And it's just wonderful to to know that that's the business that God is in, making people free. And he uses other people to build each other up in that freedom. So, well, hey, uh, the life of Christ that's in us. It's um, so different sometimes than what you will—what I'm about to say might 
freak some people out. It it might throw you for a loop. But you know, we, we talk a lot in Christianity about the life of Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And then as we were talking about last week, the words of Jesus. You see, sometimes the words that Jesus spoke, many times the words that Jesus spoke, were not life. They were not words of life. They were actually the ministry of death and condemnation. You know, Paul wrote about that in 2 Corinthians 3, that the the law was the ministry of death and condemnation, and that's what Jesus came teaching, teaching that, the, the ministry of death and condemnation to people. Now, Jesus didn't come out and say, I am here to teach the ministry of death and condemnation. He didn't say that. He just taught the law, and he, uh, he expounded upon the law. The law says you shall not commit adultery, but here I say, really, what it's about is if you look at someone with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. And the law says this, you've heard it said this, but I say this, this, and this. And um, so he didn't come out and say, this is what I'm doing, but it's what he was doing. He was teaching the law to those who were under the law, and they would have understood that, that he was teaching them the old covenant. The people that he was teaching would have understood that. But here in Christianity, in modern-day Christianity, we just look at the words of Jesus and think that he's teaching Christian principles, Christian living. But he was actually preaching words that were not life. So why would Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, teach things that are not the way, the truth, and the life. As I said last week, one thing that the law would do was point people away from self-justification to faith. That's really the purpose of the law, to lead people away from trying to be justified by their works, realizing that they need to have faith. That's the only way that they can be justified, by God's grace through faith. And so we mix things up sometimes by thinking that Jesus' words were for us to, to gain life, when really the only life that we could receive was by believing in him. Yeah, and as you said last week, we, uh, we're, for, for if you're a new listener, uh, we're, we're not suggesting in any way, shape, or form that we ignore the words of Jesus. Just because, just because everything in the Bible wasn't meant directly to be applied to our lives today doesn't mean that we just toss it out or get a black highlighter or throw them away or any of that. It's all there for a reason. But understanding it in the proper context will help get us into the freedom that God has given to us through Jesus Christ that has set us free. So, um, you know, Galatians chapter 3, Christ came to redeem us from the curse of the law. And when Paul wrote that, he really meant us Jews. He was talking to the Galatians, but he was saying that Christ came to redeem us from the curse of the law. And then he went on uh, a little bit later in the book to say that he, he, Jesus, was born of a woman. He was born under the law, the Mosaic law, to redeem those who were under the law. So there, Paul, looking back on the other side of the cross, this side of the cross, looking back on the life of Jesus and his ministry before the cross and saying his main primary purpose as one who was born under the Mosaic law was to deliver those people, those Jewish people who were under that law. We Gentiles, fortunately, we're also invited into something that is now known as a, a new covenant. There was a first covenant with Israel that came through Moses. It was a law of works and commandments, and it could not bring righteousness to the people. 
no matter how hard they tried. But we Gentiles, after the cross, would be invited graciously into this covenant. And really, as we've said before, Jesus Christ is the covenant. In Isaiah, God prophesied that he would give the Son, he would give him as a covenant to the people and as a light for the Gentiles. So God brought the Jews and us non-Jewish people, Gentiles, together in Christ into this new covenant. So the covenant wasn't made with you and me, not even with Joel. Um, The covenant was made between father and son because God could swear by no one greater than himself. So this would be a covenant that could not fail as the first one did. This is a covenant that had a guarantee, Jesus is that guarantee. Um, but as we look through the pages where there's red letters and stuff like that in those four books known as the, as the Gospels, we put on some new covenant glasses and begin to see that Jesus had a, a method to his ministry. It's just that not everything he was saying was actually meant to be applied as new covenant Christianity. Right. And you see, reading also there in Galatians 3, there's so many good things there, but Paul says, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So if you're under the law and you don't do the law, then you're cursed. And and the thing is, nobody could do the law. So whoever was under the law was cursed. (laughs) But, Paul says, that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by the law? No, the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Paul's saying that if you're going to live by the law, that you have to do it. But the law is not of faith. And so Jesus, again, was teaching the law to people who were under the law, again, for the purpose of of leading them to faith, as he would say elsewhere in that, as Paul would say elsewhere in that same book, the law was a tutor to bring us to Jesus Christ. Again, the, the Jews, to bring them to Jesus Christ, to, to bring them to faith. But after faith has come, they're no longer under a tutor. So what was the purpose of the law? Paul says it was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. You're talking about that covenant that promise, that oath that God made to himself, that oath between father and son to whom the promise was made, that promise. And so that was the purpose of the law. It was until Jesus. And so during those few years of the ministry of Jesus, he was teaching, he was under that ministry to lead people away from self-justification to faith in God. That's because that's really the only way that life can come. See, again, there's no life in the law. There's no justification in the law. There's no faith in the law. The law is not of faith. So it had to be, the people had to turn away from life under the law to faith in Jesus Christ. That's really what the purpose, that's really what that was all about. You hit on something there that I I don't want it to go over people's heads because a lot of folks just aren't really familiar with this. Um, Let's, let me just try and hit on what you just said there. When Paul said, the law is not of faith, I wonder how many of our listeners who have sat inside of a, a, you know, a church building and have been told to try to do their best at keeping the commandments from the law. Um, the, the law is not of faith. This new covenant thing, 
<laughs> this thing that Jesus ushered in for us, it all had to do with faith. You see, faith and works are really opposites. And maybe that's something we can get into a little bit more in the weeks ahead. But I, I just think that, again, the context of understanding the things that Jesus said, because at one point he told someone, yeah, just just keep those commandments there. Just keep those. Just do the law and then you'll have life. The problem was nobody was ever able to do it. The law couldn't bring life. It couldn't bring righteousness. Not even one single law could do that. Uh, if it could, then then the, the law, righteousness would have been by the law, Paul said. So that was an important point that you made there, Joel, that law is not of faith. The commandments contained within that law, it didn't give the people what they needed, life. Exactly right. Life couldn't be obtained by the law. And another way that life cannot be attained or kept or maintained is in something you hear in the church a lot it's it's when people work at becoming more like Jesus have you ever heard that you need to be more like Jesus I'm, I'm trying to just I just want to be more like Jesus now it sounds good but you're guaranteed to fail if you're trying to be more like Jesus we're going to talk about that next week on the podcast at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.